0: Her mother, Kristen, had a blog, and she says this. This past week's new landmine was the phrase possible hemorrhagic stroke, a phrase I heard dozens of times by numerous physicians. Over and over and over, that phrase filled my mind and consumed my thoughts. It was emotionally crippling. She said that she remembered her Pastor Max Locato, in a teaching that he did on the very familiar Philippians 4-6, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgivings, present your request to God. She says, I presented my request to the Lord as I had so many times, but this time, this time, I needed more. So she found her answer a few verses later, and it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, and she thought about what was true of her particular moment. She said, It was the blessing of all my family members eating dinner together. Whatever is noble, the blessing of enjoying each other's presence outside of a hospital room, whatever is right. The blessing of experiencing her two sons' daily lives. Whatever is pure. The blessing of all three children laughing and playing together. Whatever is lovely. The blessing of watching Rebecca sleep peacefully in her own bed at night. Whatever is admirable. The blessing of an honorable team working tirelessly for Rebecca's care. If anything is excellent, the blessing of watching a miracle unfold, or praiseworthy, the blessing of worshiping a Lord who is worthy to be praised. Think about these things. She says she did. As I meditated on these things, I stopped the dreaded phrase hemorrhagic stroke from sucking any joy out of my life. And its power to produce anxiety was now rendered impotent. And as I dwelt on the bountiful blessings in my life, at that very moment, she said, The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, did actually guard her heart and mind in Christ Jesus. She says, A true, unexpected miracle happened. Thank you, Lord Jesus." Well, how did Kristen stop the dreaded words from capturing her thoughts and sucking the joy out of her very life? Well, she did three things. She drew near to God. She obeyed God's word, and then she focused on goodness and gratitude. We all have an opportunity now in our present circumstances to see Clearly, more clearly than ever before, to see that our life is truly in God's hands, to see that true life is found in God and our relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that true life is found in loving others, and that true life is living by faith and trust and not by fear and worry. So we're called to draw near to God, to obey his word, and to focus on the good things with gratitude. As we turn our focus on God, I heard something from Rick Warren that I want to give him credit for because he mentioned that as we focus on God, we are focusing on things that are unchanging. And these are the things that are unchanging for us to think about. God sees what you are going through, and God cares what you are going through, and God has the power to transform you and your circumstances. We're reminded that God loves us all the time, that God acts only out of his love and goodness to us, that God's plan is always better than our plan, and that we are walking in the promise of salvation god's salvation we're reminded that christ is risen that the holy spirit has been given to us and lives in you and in us the church god will get us through this and god will be with us through this well as we focus on god we must also focus on others As we have more time on our hands, it is time to reach out and connect with others. Call your friends, call your neighbors, call those you know are alone, are lonely, are frightened. Text, it is time to forgive one another. It is time to reconcile with one another, your neighbors. And if you can't visit someone, you can leave something on their doorstep. Surprise someone with good things. Send them something by Amazon. Reach out and focus on your neighbor. And you will be like the blind man because God's work may be manifest and revealed through you, through us together as we focus on our neighbor. And then finally, we focus on the promise, the promise of Jesus Those who follow Jesus, who enter into his kingship, into his life, who follow his commandments, are promised to weather this storm. In fact, at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, which I know and trust that everyone has been reading Matthew's chapters 5 through 7, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, I know you've been doing your Lenten challenge, and at the very end of that sermon, Jesus says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Jesus is our rock and our Redeemer. And so even though we have thoughts and feelings of anxiety and fear, we are called to focus, to focus on God, to focus on others, and to focus on the promise of Jesus, our Rock and our Redeemer. He will make sure that we weather the storm. Today, in your own homes, as you receive Jesus in a spiritual communion know that you are receiving the promise of God, his life and salvation in the person of Jesus, our rock and our salvation, who will help us no doubt move through this storm into better days. Amen.